Welcome, Pewter Report readers and listeners, to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius on a Victory Monday and a still Victory Monday, John. Still Victory Monday and still a mock draft Monday. Today on the show, Scott and I, PewterReport.com, we are going to be doing a seven-round box mock draft live simulated for the all 31 other teams where we are the combined gm of the bucks though scott we are replacing jason light in for in mocking and drafting this mock for the bucks uh using the pro football focus mock draft simulator pretty excited about it yeah it'll be fun uh, i've always loved the draft uh, except when it's on my birthday which was last year and also in 2005 although i did like the Tristan Wirfs gift a lot better than the Cadillac Williams gift that the Bucks gave me on my birthday, April 23rd. So having said I that, that, having said that, like I get the opportunity now to, to go ahead and, uh, and play general manager, Jason light along with you. We both get to split those duties and, and you and I will, will we've got our, our draft boards uh, set up for the, for the Bucks. We've got a pool of players in every round. This should right. be fun, John. I'm looking forward to this. It's a little twist on Bucks mock draft Monday. Right, and uh, we'll kick it off with some breaking news. Actually, just getting seeing people in the in the chat commenting about it, but also seeing it on on my phone here. Filed the ESPN from Adam Schefter. The Jets are trading quarterback Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers for a 2021 wow. sixth round pick and second and fourth round picks in 2022. So a second and a fourth is the cost for Darnold and a sixth. Wow. So technically, but uh, it seems like basically a second and a fourth for Darnold basically is what it yeah. took. I'm a little bit surprised it took that much this late in the process. That's a yeah. very high second. I think the Jets did very well to get to get rid of him for that cost. Yeah, I agree. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, is is he now the, the, the favorite in, in Carolina to start the season or – or do you start Teddy Bridgewater and you you kind of bring Sam Darnold along as the eventual replacement? Um, you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm curious to see how this is going to pan out. And I think what it does is it certainly takes quarterback out of the mix for Carolina in the first round. It does. You're right about that. I think that's probably the biggest takeaway. I just heard Joe you know, Josh Norris is a new podcast, the Underdog Show that he's doing. Watch that, yeah, yeah. So. And he, he had some, there were some good observations in there. Charles Robinson was his guest. He's He's terrific. Um, you know, I, I I think they laid out a pretty good – Josh had a good point that he said, if Carolina, as much as they've been aggressive for a quarterback, they were all yeah. in on Matt Stafford, they're all in under Sean Watson. Mm-hmm. They wanted a quarterback in this draft, and, and they felt like they could get him, meaning they felt like they could get to number three in the draft overall. They would have done it. They would have right. pulled that trigger and offered something to get to number three before San Francisco did. Basically, he's saying he doesn't think that Carolina really liked the quarterbacks in this draft other than right. Wilson and Lawrence. I think that's crazy. I have no idea how you trade a second for Sam Darnold, given the way that he's played. Uh, but yeah. I'll say this, though, about Darnold. He's going to get Joe Brady this year. I think he's going to get an offense that for a while there made made Teddy Bridgewater look you know, pretty decent. And I don't mm-hmm. think Teddy's as talented as Sam Darnold, more consistent, obviously. So he has a long way to go. He has a lot of growth to endure, obviously, a tough division to step into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think that he's more of a test for the Bucks with his playmaking. If he can, again, he's young, and I think there's still right. a ceiling for him that isn't there. Whereas Bridgewater, he was at his ceiling. That's is who he is. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you can solve him because you know that he's a backup. Is really right. what he is. He, he's a high quality backup, a guy that you want to come in and if you need him to win four or five games, he can probably help you out in that respect. But over 17 games, that's that's probably not uh, ideal. And the interesting thing, John, is is it's kind of what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Just when you look at the quarterback mix and the fact that Tom Brady's going to be 44 this year, 
And, and, you know, what's, what's the light at the end of the tunnel for the Buccaneers in terms of mm-hmm. drafting a quarterback? We've heard both Bruce and Jason talk about that. If the right guy is there, they might do that in this year's draft because they're really drafting for luxury rather than need. But the thing is, is most times rookie quarterbacks are coach killers. And I think Matt Rule was wise to at least take a, a chance on a guy that might still have some upside left, that might not be wrecked. Although, you know, he, he struggled in New York, but but at least he's got some NFL starts under his belt and, uh, and he still has some talent. And and sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't. We saw Josh Rosen bounce around from Arizona to mm-hmm. Miami to, to Tampa and now to San Francisco. But it doesn't look like that he's going to be the answer out there because they're going to draft a quarterback and they still yeah. got Jimmy G. So uh, I, I applaud the Panthers for for going this route. Because usually when you draft a quarterback, you're drafting a quarterback for the next regime. Right. Uh, you look no further than 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 uh, Josh Freeman in, in 2009 was drafted by Raheem Morris. Mm-hmm. And it cost him Raheem's job. And then it cost him Greg Shannon's job, too, right. when, when he couldn't develop. And the same thing with Winston, with with uh, Lovey Smith, Dirk Cutter, you know, and uh, and and then Bruce Arians finally punted on, on Winston uh, after his fifth-year option. Right. Yeah. I mean, what is this pick for Carolina? I mean, this is a very early pick for sure. Um, trying to remember exactly where they pick in the second round, but it's, it's obviously it's, or I think it's like 40 or something like that. So, I mean, yeah. if you're the jets, I think you feel great about the fact that you, cause you already know you're getting your quarterback in the, you know, the yeah. future and, and, and number two, if you're the jets, I think you're feeling great about the fact that you, you got a second rounder for him and sure. a fourth on top of it. I think that's a really good trade for the jets. It could be good for Carolina, obviously, but, Again, Sam Darnold is tricky. I would not yeah. have traded a second for him because you only have one more year of control. Then you That's have right. to decide whether you're going to exercise his option or not. And so it's it's hard for me. You want to really invest an option in a guy who's looked as bad as he's looked. I know it's Adam Gase, and I completely get that. I'm very anti-Adam yeah. Gase. But I, I, at the same time, I think it's a huge risk for Carolina. Um, can he be an upgrade over Teddy? Yes. Good enough for the NFC for what it is mm-hmm. right now and, and even that division before you'd have to make a decision about them, that's mm-hmm. a big risk to me. I, I think that that has very little odds of paying off the way that they want it to. So we'll yeah. see. We've got uh, – that's fun to start the show that way for sure. Unexpected, yes. but fun. There <laughs> were big discussions <laughs> right. heating up today about uh, Darnold over in ESPN, I saw. So uh, good to get that out there and have the, a player off the board really going to make mock drafts easier, to be honest, for me Yes, um, as we move forward. So uh, a, a new quarterback emerges in the NFC South. Fun. Exciting stuff. We've got a Bucks seven-round mock draft coming your way, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Celsius. John, it's Monday, and I've I've pulled an audible here. I've called an audible. I'm not doing what the what I usually do, which is either the orange or the the orange creamsicle um, heat. What do you, what have you got there? That's I got the strawberry guava, guava. man. I'm yeah. telling you, that's the new one. That's the new it's flavor. Hits. I love it. It's yeah. it's literally one of my favorites. No question. It's not bad. It's 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 a touch too sweet for me, but I, I'm going I'm going with the, the Fuji apple pear. And I had that one yesterday. That's yeah. a good one. 
And the thing is, the Fuji apple pear, you might think, gosh, the, the sweetness of apple juice and stuff. Well, if you like the taste of apple juice without the sweetness, this is the one for you right here. And, and as always, no sugar, no preservatives. This gives you the energy boost that you need. And I, I need one on Mondays. I'll tell you that coming off the weekend uh, without the crash. And that's the beauty of Celsius. And if you want to find out how to get Celsius, click on those Peter Report uh, banners, the Celsius banners on our website, PeterReport.com. They're going to take you to Amazon. You can buy them in bulk there. If you want to maybe grab a can to see what flavor you like, well, you can do that by clicking Celsius.com, going there to their website, and then clicking the store locator, tapping your address. You'll have all these different convenience stores and health and fitness stores and mm -hmm. grocery stores and places like Walmart and Target that'll pop up around you, and you can just go there and, and grab a can. And then once you find out which ones you like, buy them in bulk at Amazon and save some money. So great stuff yep. from Celsius, as always. Absolutely. We are using the Pro Football Focus Mock Draft Simulator today. We are big subscribers to Pro Football Focus and all the information and content that they have there. Uh, so we love it. We are not going to be drafting for the Lions. We are drafting for the Bucks. Scott, you can see the screen okay, right? I can, yes. All right, sounds good. We are entering the draft now as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. You ready for the draft to begin? The first 31 picks ahead of I'm the Bucs ready. will be simulated. If you okay. just missed it and you're just tuning in, the Bucs are picking 32nd in this year's draft. Because they won the Super Bowl. All right. Oh, Jalen Phillips going to Kansas off the board City right before Tampa Bay. Off select. the board. So yes. Let's off let's go. Board. Let's go. Let's real see quick quickly who's the off round. the board. Yeah, I want to see who's off the board here. Yeah. And then and nothing unexpected at the top. Right. Um, looks like Panthers are going tackle. I don't know if Pro Football Focus just made that upgrade to <laughs> make take quarterback off the board for the Mac right. Jones going there. So we got the quarterbacks off the board. It's Trey Lance falling to the Eagles. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, corners are off the board early, it looks okay. like, but Greg Newsom might still be around. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah Owusu Koromora, who is a sleeper pick for the Bucks, according to you and I, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, Quidi Pay off the board. So an edge guy off the yep. board. Elijah Vera Tucker, another one who could be. A buck mm -hmm. if he falls, he's not going to fall in this mock. Uh, Christian Barmore off the board. Tevin okay. Jenkins off the board, another favorite mm -hmm. of ours. Um, a couple tackles right in front of the box. Uh, Alex Leatherwood, yeah. who could be a guard, and Cosme is probably a tackle. Right. And Jalen Phillips, obviously. So, okay, these are the best players available per pro football focus, not necessarily mm -hmm. per us that are over All here. Right. Now, we could choose a position – a best player available position regardless. We could just look at the board and see what our – but is there okay. any position you want to look at, Scott, and you say, you know what, I might go best player available, but I really want to see who's on the board at this position because I'm leaning to this position maybe if I went early in the draft. You know, I'll tell you what, I, I didn't see any of the top running backs. Let's take a look mm -hmm. at, at running back here because, boy, if Travis Etienne's there, ooh, and he is, and Najee Harris and Devontae <laughs> Williams. Holy yeah. smokes. Here's wow. one of the struggles with using pro football focus under they uh, they devalue value running backs. Bit. Yes. Exactly. Now I set the meter at like medium, like between okay. what they value and what the public values, but it right. still ended up with three of these guys on the board still at this point in time. Now here's one thing we can do. We can say, right. okay, we take ET in here, but in real life, we just don't think this simulation, you know, this particular simulation gave us a realistic outcome. We're not going to draft ET just for that reason. Right. Now, I don't think yep. it's that insane that eighteen would be off the board necessarily. I think it's right. possible. Yep. Um, I, I just don't think it's likely, I would say. Right. Okay. So th there's there's a couple of, of ways we can go here, John, because uh, what we do in the first round is obviously going to affect what we're going to do in later rounds, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we've got – we can look at this and say, okay, we can get the best running back in the draft – 
at 32 and have that person essentially be the starting running back in, in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, once, once Leonard Jones or Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones move on. Right. So there's, right. there's one line of thinking. I'll tell you what though, one of the guys you and I've talked about and we like is Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle from Oklahoma state, John, he has not mm-hmm. been selected yet. Is that correct? I thought he, I thought he was, I think he is selected. Was he? Yeah. The okay. Jaguars took him at 25 took him. Oh, dang. just okay. before. So, yeah. So he yeah, right. actually the whole tackle group, but there's a huge run on yeah, tackles. Okay. So we have Jalen Mayfield off the board too. I'm not um, sure, but uh, Jalen Mayfield uh, just did as athletic testing. You know, he's still yeah, on the board. It, okay. it, it was it was yeah. quite bad. Okay. <laughs> Jalen Mayfield may right. follow, but I don't love his tape either, but I do think he is an option. I've seen some people talk about him as an option, yeah. maybe to kick inside. I think that's where he's headed in the NFL, well, so that could here, be a bucket. Here's what I'm thinking. If, if you're looking for hands in, in the running back uh, position, uh, Travis Etienne is, is really mm-hmm. an absolute find. He's a guy, too, that can help out immediately when you look at um you know at at doing kickoff returns uh you know it's get the ball in his hands he can score explosive adds another element to the team yeah and and i really think that when you look at at his stats too i mean he had two crazy years with over 1600 yards rushing in 2018 and 2019 and and then you look at at his Junior season, 1,614 uh, yards, 19 touchdowns. He had 37 catches for 432 yards, 11.7 a pop, four touchdowns. And then last year in 12 games, rushed for 914 yards, 14 touchdowns, 48 catches, John, 588 yards, 12.3 mm-hmm. average, and two touchdowns. John, that 48 catches just last year, that, that's what some of these running backs have in their entire career. Yeah. You're right. It's what are, what are you thinking right now? I'm thinking one of two things. I'm thinking I love Travis Etienne, and I think that having another expl- having an explosive home run threat type of pass catcher in this backfield could be terrifying for sure. Yeah. But I'm also thinking about value of running back. They're all still on the board. You really could get right. a good player in the second or third round still. And the guy, other guy I have my eye on is Greg Newsom from Northwestern. I've watched a couple. He's a cornerback, mm-hmm. and I know people like cornerback in the first round for the Bucks. Well, let's be honest. We're putting every position on the table. We're taking yeah. best player available. That's worth thinking about at least. Right. Uh, there may be some lean toward need at some point, but if mm-hmm. we're putting best player available on the table and Greg Newsom's available at 32, which I think there's a chance he will be, yeah. we don't know what Sean Murphy bunting is going to be. We don't know right. what – Jamal Dean is going to be. I think we are we are excited about where Carl Dean about him. I am happy with the way Jamal Dean and John Murphy Bunting closed out the season, but I also yeah. recognize that they were not very good for most of the regular season. In fact, the larger sample size of last year would suggest there's concerns at least, question marks, I would say, question sure. marks more than anything. Well, I don't want to give up too, on those John. guys. I don't think you're doing that if you take a corner at 32, though. We saw Jamel Dean miss some time last year, right, mm-hmm. with a with a concussion, and you know he missed that that uh, Chiefs game, the mm-hmm. first one, and yeah, and, and John Murphy Bunting played hurt for some of the year. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so I, I so think the Buccaneers. Yeah, I think the, the Bucks were lucky that they were able to get through uh, the year with only uh, you know missing a game here or there for Jamel Dean. Um, listen, in the NFC South p- period, but. Uh, Really, in the NFL these days, you can never have too many good corners. You do have Carlton Davis. Here, here's the situation, John. What happens if Carlton Davis comes out and has one interception this year, and you know, and it has a game or two like he did against Kansas City? You know, how much do you pay him? Um, 
you know, I think you're looking at either Jamel Dean or Sean Murphy Bunting, one of those two. Let's say you pay Carlton Davis and you make him your franchise corner, right? And yep. then you're going to pay another cornerback because you got him coming right up the pike, whether it's Jamel Dean or Sean Murphy Bunting. You're going to keep one of those guys, but probably not both. Right. So if you and- have another young cornerback in the hopper, then you're not beholden to, well, we got to keep this guy because we don't have anybody else on our roster, right? And then you're, right. then you're, you're making a financial mistake. I'm fine with Newsom, or I'm fine with Travis Atien. Yeah, no, I, and the other thing is with to me is that Newsom's really good. Like, I'm not yeah. just taking a corner because I think it's neat. I'm literally prescribing the best player available, and there's a good chance Newsom's going to be one of uh, less than 15. Let's put it that way. Probably less than 15 players for me that will have a round one grade. I mean, his tape yeah. is really good. My only concern is that it was really just this season. He's yeah. young. It's just this season. It was six games this season. But sure. for every game he played this season, he was locked down. And what I like about right. Newsom, he can press and he can play man coverage like that. Mm-hmm. He also is one ninety. Yes, he's got the size. He's got the speed. Everybody raves about the character, the football, yep. the work ethic, the intensity with which he competes with. He, he tackles. Yes, despite mm-hmm. not being a big, a thick corner. You know, he's, he's a little right. bit thinner. But the other thing that I love, Scott, is that he's very scheme versatile. And the Bucks necessarily mm-hmm. haven't had that. I mean, we talked about the guys they have now. They're really yep. press man corners. That have been okay. Carlton's been okay. They've had some ups and downs mm-hmm. playing when 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 uh, Todd Bowles goes to a, like a zone heavier approach. Right. So the fit hasn't been totally smooth. Now maybe he plays press man more moving forward mm-hmm. after the way they played in the playoffs. I would get that completely. Yeah. I think Newsom can fit that. But if he wants to go to a scheme versatile approach, right. Newsom is such a good player for that. His click and close from off the ball is mm-hmm. really really impressive. I got some Jair Alexander vibes when I watched him. I know yeah, other people have one said thing, that. John, John, Jair Alexander got his hands on some balls. This mm-hmm. guy has one career interception out of 17 games he's played in. Okay, And it came this past season, right? And it came this past season. He's got yeah, 20 pass he- breakups. And we saw how long it took Carlton Davis to finally become a guy that, that could take the ball away. All right. He had one interception in his first you know, couple of years and then had four this year. So there, there was – some some growth and development mm-hmm. but uh you know it, that that's that's my concern is is you look at at his body of work and and it certainly it's a position i think a future need and that's what the bucks are drafting for you can't have enough good corners i don't mind this pick at all but right. uh th- this is a situation where you're looking at at a guy like Travis Etienne who had 4 years of massive production and he's that pass catching running back so what mm-hmm. do you think john you know, if it were me, I would probably go Newsom because I still ascribe to the value thing. But the, I the, well, listen, let's do this. Let's take Newsom. There's still some running backs later in this yeah. draft that we like. Let's That's see true. if they're there. Let's go it'll, with Newsom. It'll leave us some options later in the draft for sure. If it's just, so and, Newsom, and, and we just went corner in the first round for the Bucks. We did. Spot. We are yep. living on the edge. <laughs> Anybody who comes to this podcast yeah. and says we don't live dangerously, y'all don't understand. We do. Yeah. Okay. Well, here we are. Want right. to go back through? Let's roll back through the second round. Yeah, I I, I regret it. to import. I regret to report, Scott, that there was a run on running backs. <laughs> of quickly course, that was, that was how it was. <laughs> yep. Harris comes off the board. Obviously, some others that you expect to come off mm-hmm. the board in that round uh, range. You have more tackles coming off the board. Travis there goes Etienne. Yeah. There yep. goes Javante Williams. Williams. Honestly, I'm kind of glad that happened because I think it's realistic to expect yeah, that none of them will be on the board at 64. So. Trask went in the second round. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there goes Trask. I Joseph guess. Uh, okay. Mayfield, Asai's off the board. Okay, Joe so we've got Joe Tryon off the board as well. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. We didn't have to argue. And Levi Onorzarike off the board. Yeah. Mm. Ah, Landon Dickerson too. Ah, 
John should have traded up in the second round. This feels very, very realistic. Though. It does, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Should have traded no up in the second it. round. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we're, what do you, what position gonna... you want to look at? You want to look at running back? We know Michael Carter's on the board. Yeah. Um, let's let's just take a look at running back. I'm okay. going to go through here and delete some of these guys from our our board that are that we've already um, uh, so we've, we've already take... seen come off the board. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Michael Carter is by far the next best. Well, I guess Khalil Herbert is up here as well. For pro- Kenneth Gainwell is still on the board. Yeah. Um, Demetric Felton, Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. It feels like there gets to a point where running back runs out pretty quick, but we do yep. say that all the time. And then you get a couple guys in the seventh and an undrafted guy performing in the yep. rookie seat, you know. So it is one right. of those positions you have to really have to deep scout. I have sure. not deep scouted the running back position at this point in time. But just yeah. be honest, I, I've with it's, taken, it's, it's difficult. I, I, I've, I've taken a look at it for sure. So uh, here's what I'm thinking uh, okay. there's, there's a couple guys that I really like here. I like Kenneth Gainwell who's still on the board, right? Because he's that pass-catching guy like Michael Carter. And and then a, a guy that we both have liked and we've put in the mock draft. Let's take a look at offensive linemen real quick, John. Uh, talking about Quinn Miners from sure. Wisconsin Whitewater. And people yeah. might say, well, you know, this is a small school guy. You know, see a third rounder. Well, look, there he is right there, right? There's Quinn Miners. Yeah. This, to me, Scott, I if they don't go offensive line, and I don't think the board fell for us to go offensive line, to be honest, in the first round. Yeah. If they don't go offensive line in the first round, yeah, I, I really think Quinn Miners in the second round is, is kind of a home run pick, right? Like I, this guy totally is agree. he's the Bucks mentality, he's physical, yep. he's athletic, he's aggressive, he's high character, his coach is he's right small school, he's got long hair. He went to the senior bowl with John. He is Jason Light's kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, no more discussion needed, right? Quinn Miners, it is. I'm, I think he's the pick. I really do. I do, I do too. Um, and, and here's the thing. Remember. Ryan Jensen's contract is up. He's 30 years old right now. I'm not saying Jensen's going to be, be you know, over and done with, but it certainly gives you the option to groom him behind Jensen. And he could also play guard, which is where he played at Wisconsin Whitewater. So right. in, in my opinion, I, I think that's, that's one hell of a, uh, of a pick right there, you know? Right. No, I agree. I think that that to me, like if you can get, and I know some people in the chat are like, man, Greg Newsom, is he that good? Don't worry. I'm going to write about him this week and I'm already planning about it. I didn't, didn't correlate that with this mock draft, but right. he is good. Trust me, he is a good player. And I know yeah. you greatly brought up the concern with the picks, but yeah. I think if you watch his tape, he got his hands on a lot of balls this year. That's a great step in the right direction. I think he has the instincts you need. I think the picks are going to come uh, for him. The, his biggest thing is he wasn't targeted very often, to be right. honest. Yeah. Um, and so and then we move to the second round. If we can come away with Quinn Miners and we'll make that pick, I feel great about it. Here's another reason mm-hmm. I feel great about it, Scott. Michael Carter – Ran what high four fives and he's like five eight two hundred pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean the running back are, teams are not you know kind of doubling up trying to draft running backs right. at that size without great speed. That's right. And I think you'll see he's still on the board for us mm-hmm. here in the third round. Here as we go right. through some DBs and some, some more offensive linemen yeah. come off the board. Okay. Uh, Diami uh, Brown would have been maybe a Peyton Turner. That's interesting. He, he let's slow down a second. We had mm-hmm. Peyton Turner there. He was a guy that we were. We were going to consider in the third round, John. So he's off the board right. now. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, he's a guy that I liked a lot That's as I watched his tackle. tape. Uh, yeah. yeah, tackle off the board. Um, Brevin Jordan. You know, some people yep. are looking at tight end down the road. Ellen Mon. That's that's a, the guy we had in the third round of our mm-hmm. latest Buck seven round mock draft. So. Yep, yep. There goes Chaz. my guy Cam Sample and Jay Tefelli yep. and Chaz. Davion Nixon made it this long. Wow. Yep. Chaz Surratt is off the board as mm-hmm. well. Okay, John. Okay, John. Got an interesting name for you here that I think I think you're you're going to continue to smile about here. All right. Okay. 
All right, so we can go running back, right? Because we've talked about uh, Kenneth Gainwell is still on the board, and so is Michael Carter, right? right? Another guy we like on the defensive side is Purdue's Derek Barnes, mm-hmm. linebacker. This is a mm-hmm. guy that that can be a spot edge rusher, right? Because he played essentially defensive end as a junior, then mm-hmm. moved to middle linebacker a senior. This guy is an absolute badass. He is a mm-hmm. physical dude that would just absolutely wreck, um, you know, uh, offenses. Yep. Where where do they have Derek Barnes right? They have now, they have a very low grade on him, don't they? Very, they have a very low grade on him. Now yeah. he just got put into their simulator, though. I actually okay. messaged Mike the other day, and Mike Renner and I said, "Hey, do you guys <laughs> watch Derek Barnes yet? Like you're sleeping on like, Derek Barnes, guys. yeah." He was like, "I'm actually looking to draft a look, watch a few more guides to put him in our last guide. So send me any names that you got." So I told him Barnes and, and a few others. We'll see if he adds, but um, right. so he's I know he's going to take a look at Barnes and then we'll see kind of what happens. I think he just threw, they just threw him in the simulator when I mentioned him. Okay. All um, right. well, still, so he, you know, this to me is, I don't know. Here, here's what I, here's what I, I'm, I'm thinking right now. We're going to game the system a little bit just because they, they have a low grade on him. I think we can, we can roll the dice and wait a little bit on him. Um, but Kenneth Gainwell is, is a, a that pass catching running back that I think that, that uh, Bruce Arians would absolutely love. Uh, he only had one year of production, which I think is why he's going to fall a little bit. And he's not the fastest guy. We've talked to John about how, um, you know, that's that's not necessarily a, uh, you know, a telltale sign for success is, is 40 speed, right? Right. And he didn't really blaze it. But what I did like is he got up to over 200 pounds. And, and again, he's off, we talking- he must be, is he off the board? I don't. I don't he think he was. was oh, he? he was. The Jets took him at eighty-six. Uh, but Michael Carter's still here. Okay, Michael Carter's still there. All right. Well, here's the other thing too. Michael Carter's better in pass protection, considerably. Yes. Very good college back in pass protection. Yep. Now I've mentioned before. I think that's critical for the Bucks in this class. Not right. necessarily that they have to be good at it right now or perfect right. at it right now, but mm-hmm. can you be good at it in the NFL? Can you? Are you teachable in that way? And he and right. Khalil Herbert actually, who are both still on the board. Both have shown some promising signs in pass protection and college level right. and as okay. receivers, you know. So I think we've got really good options here at running back if this is the point where we want to go for that pick. If we if we want to look at, at edge guys, we haven't addressed the defensive line at all yet either. Let's though. let's take a look at the edge guys. Let's see let's see who we have. We still have some time on the clock here, John. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's no true. <laughs> uh okay, so we have the run on edge guys has happened. Yes. I think I think Deo, I think Deo Odenigbo is probably an inside guy in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and then we are getting down here. I mean, Josh Kando um, is pretty much a right. locked third rounder. They have Quincy Roche. They just moved him yeah. even lower, so he is still on the board. But right. uh, I wouldn't be surprised. If, yeah, John C. Golston, Janarius Robinson. These are kind of they're still yeah. Jonathan Cooper. There's some good day three. I mean, Jordan Smith yeah, is a guy I, I definitely you like Charles Snowden. Um, as a Bucks option later like in the Ellers, draft, too. You know, mm-hmm. Ellerson Smith. Yeah. Maybe we roll the dice on Ellerson Smith in a little bit, but I think right now let's let's get Michael Carter. Let's get uh, a running back that can come in, and uh, you know, the interesting thing is when you look at his size, you think, okay, well, he's he's kind of a of a you know a scat back, mm-hmm. uh, five five eight, you know, just over two hundred pounds. Uh, not a, not a very big guy, but actually he. He had more rushing yards than Javante Williams right. at, at North Carolina last year. 1,245 yards, averaged eight yards per carry, nine touchdowns, 25 catches for 267 yards, averaged 10.7 yards per, per catch in a pair of touchdowns. So this is a guy, John, that has 82 career receptions. 
656 mm-hmm. yards, averaged eight yards per catch, six touchdowns. Oh, and by the way, he only rushed for 3,400 yards in his career yeah. at uh, North Carolina, averaging 6.6 yards per carry and had 22 touchdowns. Plus, he can factor in on kick returns as well. He has experience doing that. So I like the, the position versatility you get from Michael Carter, especially in his rookie season. Right. We'll see how this fits up there. I am uh, – okay, here's our picks recap. Round one, cornerback Greg Newsom. Round two, offensive guard Quinn Miners. Round three, running back Michael Carter. I like this draft so far, yeah. Scott. We've done I do things. Now yeah. it's the trenches, right? Are we? I think we're focusing on the trenches now. I like Derek Barnes. But I want to find some more depth on the offensive and defensive lines, don't you? I mean, here we are, round four. Yeah. If, if the right if the right players are there, let's go back and see who's been selected in the fourth round here. Let's go from the top, mm-hmm. John. Okay, so sounds good. Scroll up. We've round. got some edge defenders still coming off the board, I think. So there goes. Here's the yeah. end of the third round after Michael Carter. You saw okay. Oso Odigazua, who's probably right. a D tackle, um, undersized D tackle, uh, Deo. By the way, you and I discussed this earlier off air, Scott, mm-hmm. but I did want to mention, I think Oso Odigazua could be an, another guy who they see as a versatile, maybe he, he could play Golston snaps in base. He could also yeah. rush. He's like kind of a, a sleeper dude. name for the, exactly, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. right. He's Position kind of, talk about a guy who plays with elite leverage and length in the run game. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet what's there a really as a pass rusher. Yes, good senior bowl. Yeah. Might be an ascending guy if he gets some good coaching at the next level. Mm-hmm. He's an interesting mid-round guy All for right, Bucks. So we have we have Roche off the board there. We've mm-hmm. got uh let's see. Brady Christensen, tackle from from the Giants. Yeah. By the way, we will go back and look at some of your comments and your thoughts on this mock. We're just kind of trying to stay yep. on one screen, but we are going to go back and look at some of your thoughts mm-hmm. and uh, on the mock overall. Yeah, yeah, Dimitri Felton is a guy that the Buccaneers have, have already had two meetings with from UCLA, kind of that third down back option. But I think Michael Carter is 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 a better fit. More um, complete player yeah. for sure. Marquez Stevenson, that's a guy that I had, you know, my eye on in the middle rounds, an absolute mm-hmm. flyer out of Houston. Um, yeah. a guy that can they can absolutely burn it up. Right. Um Jordan Smith uh, off the boards. Um, I was hoping he would and he, fall he seems bit. he seems very much like a um um, like a, a Seahawks kind of yep. player as well. So right. here we are in the, in the fourth round. Let's let's take. Well, a let's look just at our, see what's going on at wide receiver. Yeah. Just just in, just so we know, you know, we haven't really looked at receiver yet. I mean, right. there's some so guys we, here. Mil- but Milton Williams off the board, the defensive tackle. I'm, I believe tackle? he is. Yeah. Okay. Let's, sure let's take a look at defensive tackle. Let's just see. Okay. It's a very weak group, and and John, I'm, I'm kind of like minded with you. There's Bobby mm-hmm. Brown. That's. He and Kyrus Tonga are the only two guys I really like that are left. And I like Marlon Tui Poloto too, just because you know. I think you know it's just a safe pick to me. Like you're getting yeah. a run stuff, you're getting a guy. Remember, I mean Sue and Golston are both guys that are in contract years now, and and right. you have what you'll one more year with Nacho, who's really a career backup. Yep. So you you need to have something reliable. And so I like him in that way. Bobby Brown is more upside, huge and athletic, tested well. Yes, there are flashes. Uh, man, he is he is pretty raw. I talk about not playing with leverage a lot of the time. Um, you know, I definitely see that with him. I have not watched Kyrus Tonga yet, so I'll rely on you for that one. But okay, definitely some interesting names on the board. Let's just look real quick at edge defender. I think we'll yep. come back to D tackle for sure. Um, interesting. Did you mean Davis from um, from Kentucky is still on the boards? The linebacker. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. 
that that's shocking to me. That that is probably going to be one that they're going to upgrade after his athletic yeah. testing. I would imagine he'd yeah. come off the board much earlier. Yeah. I wish I have not seen Joshua Kano. This is where we need we need Mark, to, but Mark has not mentioned Joshua Kano one no. time. He He's really at least said Janarius Robinson's <laughs> yeah. exciting. Yeah. Janarius Robinson's still on the board too. Yeah. I, I'd love to. Could grab him. Maybe there's Chauncey Golston. Golston, I, I think honestly, I, I've been just as impressed with him as I was Davion Nixon. Um, he's yeah, he's an interesting player. I mean, yeah, I think and that it, will he play edge for the Bucks? Will he draw? I, I, I think he's like a, that. I think he, he's a five tech. Mm-hmm. He probably needs to bulk up, bulk up about ten pounds. But um, I, I think he he can probably play at two eighty mm-hmm. and, and be effective. Uh, yeah. he, he played a lot of, of nickel defensive tackle uh, right next to Nixon in those pass rushing um, or the. Uh, third and long situations right. for Iowa and Ellerson Smith still on the board too, by I, the way. I, I like Ellerson Smith. I, I got a crush on that guy. I love his length and, and I love his production at a small school. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're an FCS guy, you better dominate at that level. And he did. And yeah. I thought he, he showed really well at the senior bowl. He's not a guy you want to start right away, but you stick him behind, um, you know, you stick him behind the JPP and right. And Shaq Barrett for a year and let him let him develop and and it seems uh, like the Bucks type right physical and athletic yes. that's what yeah. they said and, and long he's that. he's he's built like Jason Pierre-Paul in terms of of his long arms long you know uh, body frame yeah and, if people um, get a chance to go look yeah. you sent me Scott like the before and after what he looked like when he got to Northern <laughs> yeah, Iowa he was a wide what, receiver coming out of high I mean, school. the dude is a Wide string receiver. bean and yeah. just, I mean, blew up. Now he looks like a bodybuilder. Yeah, and I don't know who the the weight and, and the strength and conditioning coach is at Northern Iowa, but that guy's elite because the before yeah. and after pictures of both Spencer Brown, the, the offensive tackle, and Ellerson Smith, the, the defensive end, are yeah. stunning from so, freshman year to senior. Yeah, absolutely crazy uh, <laughs> to see those guys um, for sure. So. Uh, okay, uh, so we've got uh, some edge guys on the board that we like. We've got some interior defensive tackle, or defensive linemen that we like. Uh, those are the positions I'm leaning to. I mean, I'm still all about yeah. trying to find another offensive lineman even in this draft. But you yeah. know, to me, I'm not sure that that. I mean, I, I have my eye on David Moore for yeah, later. David, in this I can tri- see Dave Moore a little bit later. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's let's go with let's go with Ellerson Smith. All right, let's do it. It's a little bit of a reach on the PFF's board, but I yeah. don't think it's a reach in real life. I yeah. really don't. I mean, you don't test the way he tested. Right. People are going to see Max Crosby all over again, and they're not going to yeah. want to wait. And, and and the thing, too, is, John, is, is we're picking the fourth. You know, This is the Bucks' fourth-round pick we're talking right. about. And it's actually almost a fifth-round pick because it's so late, right? And they picked Anthony Nelson in the fourth round just a couple of years ago out of Iowa. Okay, so let's check out and see what happened here. Yeah. In round five, I'm I'm updating I'm updating the little tracker here at the bottom, okay. so people just jumping into the show can keep up with where we're at. Sure. Round four, we've got Ellerson, we've got uh, outside linebacker Ellerson Smith, and one of the things is going to be interesting with scouting outside linebacker Scott that we haven't talked about a ton is Todd Bowles going to continue to drop these guys? I mean, JPP and and uh, and um, Shaq Barrett dropped yeah. last year at an yeah. astronomical rate. I mean, they were both over 100, I believe, 100 times. They dropped back into coverage each. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can disagree with the usage as much as we want, but the reality is if that's something that they look for right. in their guys, then that's going to be a consideration when you talk yeah. about guys that they could draft. Be thinking about, I think, as we mm-hmm. look at prospects. And Ellerson Smith certainly profiles as if he'd be that kind of a guy. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. All right, so we've okay. had the fifth round here. Let's let's take a look at at um, at the the players that were picked prior okay. to Tampa Bay's selection. 
All right, here we 176. go. Okay, so we've got uh, a couple edge guys off the board. I know some people want me to look at tackle. I'll look at tackle in a second here. Yeah. Allison Smith. Oh, wow, one of the best names in the draft. Ratchet Wild Goose yeah. came off the board right <laughs> after. Prime opportunity. There's Jameen Davis going to, this, to mm -hmm. the um, – Yeah, right, right after we said right. that. Um, Leo Herbert um, running back. Alaric Jackson, so there's another tackle. I didn't look at the tackles, by the way, because I know it's pretty lean right now. Tommy Tremble coming off the board. I know some people, mm -hmm. a tight end, a blocker, maybe, maybe. Um, Darius Stills, Bucks have met with him. He goes yeah. off the board at 160 to the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. uh, Charles just, Snowden, the guy you he's like. He's so undersized. Uh, he is. Stills. He is. Yeah, Very I wouldn't undersized. surprise me if he ends up being an undrafted free agent. Yeah. But he could make it. He's a hustle guy. He's tough. Right. Dante Smith, a former crush. Now we've after yep. that athletic testing was pretty abysmal. We've moved on a little bit. <laughs> yep, Everybody expected him to do a little better. I, I um, did, yeah. Uh, okay, here. So here we are at one seventy six, and I didn't notice a ton of D tackles coming off the board. And right. really, this is the I would love to. I mean, Bobby Brown's still on the yeah. board here, and this Boy, is that, even for PFF. This is a fall. I mean, look, he's yeah. one thirty six. Yeah. So this is why I like these simulations because every year in the draft, some right. couple people fall that you never expect. No doubt about it. All right. Just so happens that Bobby Brown is in this one. Let's also take a look at, at tight end real quick. Uh, I want to okay. see if if one of my um, one players. Of draft crushes. Yeah. Um, who, who are we looking for here? Trey McKitty? I like nope. Trey McKitty. I'm looking for the, the Ole Miss uh, tight end. Kenny. Oh, he's okay. still on the board. Right. So, yeah, he's in there is There's a hive for him, man. There are yeah. people that really like him. Yeah. I haven't watched him yet. Kenny Yaboa, that, that's a player that that is still in the mix, and I think maybe we we think about that a little bit later. How about Derek Barnes, John? Oh yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he's still on the board. Okay. I just don't think you're going to get him this late in the draft. Yeah, I, I think that they've got to. I just we're, we're just I don't want to fudge the system that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, All right, I, I'm I'm thinking Bobby Brown. I think um, yeah, you know it's it's my prerogative uh, to to draft Bobby, Bobby Brown. Job. Yeah, let's that's a reference out. you're not getting because you're not as old as I am. But I was gonna say I'm probably missing. I'm one just there. saying every little step I take is leading me closer to Bobby Brown with the Bucks. <laughs> I know that's the name of a song, man. But that's Brown pick. <laughs> yeah, you need Mark on the on this show for that one. Well, um, I'm not sure if Mark would necessarily get that. I don't know how <laughs> well versed he was in, in Bobby Brown and New Edition, but no, maybe not. Yeah. All right, so we're going Bobby Brown here. I think so. That's okay. You don't think it's a reach? I don't know if I mean. I mean, sorry, not a reach. You don't think it's like gaming the system too much? You think he uh -huh. could be available around five? I think he could, just because you know he's coming out as a junior. I think he probably. I think when you look at at, at his his production, production's right? bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it, he's got the tools. He does have the tools. He's got the uh, the body. Uh, he's mm -hmm. one of the guys that that um, that Warren Sapp really likes uh, mm -hmm. as, a, as a defensive right. tackle. Came out as a junior, five and a half sacks. Didn't have he actually had half a sack uh, the previous year, seven and a half tackles for loss, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries, one pass deflection. He's just a big body in there, six four three twenty five. He's got some athleticism, kind of a bull in the china shop right now, John. But you stick him behind Adamica Sue, and you put him in the mix, and and I think at the, at the very least, you know, we talked about about this, John, trying to find maybe an eventual replacement for Will Golston, not just oh. Adamica Sue. He's a guy that maybe can can play a couple of positions for you. So right, no, I agree with you. I think that uh, you know he's definitely somebody I think the Bucks could take. I mean, yeah, that to me is not a stretch to see the Bucks taking him, even if it's earlier in the draft. I mean, right. I think that's uh, definitely right. a possibility. So, Just so you, if you look at these positions here, right, we're addressing cornerback, mm -hmm. right, um, because that that you've got Carlton Davis entering contract year, 
Jamel Dean and Sean Murphy Bunting are, you know, two years away from, from, well, really a year away from that contract year. It'll be not this coming year, but the year prior, or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the year afterwards. Quinn Miners certainly is a player that can play guard and center, and they might have an immediate need there if Ryan Jensen and or Alex Kappa um, are not on the roster uh, after 2021. Yeah. Michael Carter helps a running back position that we'll see Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones also come up uh, off their, their contracts at the end of this year. Ellerson right. Smith is that in the tank, um, in the lab, uh, in the hopper, pass rusher. That can We've be got two high, upside, two high upside defensive line picks, Scott, on day yeah, three of this Yeah, I think draft. so. Uh, yeah, they're developmental guys, but that's that's what the Bucks are looking for this year. This is the best mock we've done this year. Yeah. Just on the spot. <laughs> just I don't even know. We, we might have gamed the system a little bit for Bobby Brown, yeah. but other than that, I really don't think we did. Right. I mean, Okay, so we, we've had some picks now in the sixth round. Let's take a look at those picks, John. All right, all right, here we go. Uh, let's look through, scroll through here real quick and see who's been selected um, since the Bucks' last pick. Uh, let's see, Bucks are down here. Um, right there. Bobby okay. Brown, okay, so Kylan Hill. Yep. Kyrus Tonga is off yep, the board. Tonga's off the board. So we did, a, we did the, right, the right thing by getting the defensive tackle, John. Right. I agree. The run happened. Uh, Robert Hainsey is the other guy I actually would have considered. I've seen a little bit of him and like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Thorne really likes Robert Hainsey. Um, yeah. I don't think he'll be available this late, but we'll see. I don't know. Right. Um, Janarius Robinson uh, is mm-hmm. another one I would have considered on day three of the draft. Jonathan Adams is a wide oh, receiver. We talked about him. Uh, yeah, that yeah. would have been. Been a great round six pick yeah. if it would have gotten to that point. No doubt about it. A couple quarterbacks coming off the board. By the way, for those wondering, we haven't looked at quarterbacks seriously in this yeah. mock. Because Chauncey I, Golston's off the board. Okay, that, yeah, that's another yeah. guy that we would have considered in the sixth round. Right. Koontz, maybe too, yeah. from Buffalo. David Moore, um, the guard from, from Grambling, is yeah. off the board as well. Yeah. yeah. And John Bates, the tight end. I like him a little bit from Boise State. But, yeah, we just don't – we don't know how to feel about quarterback. I mean, we could consider a quarterback in this range of the draft, but honestly, like – yeah, I really, I personally don't even like. I would just rather prioritize, and I'm writing about this actually for Bucks mm-hmm. briefing tomorrow. So if you're wondering my position on quarterbacks, I actually won't say anything now. I'll just say check out my column on Bucks briefing tomorrow. Right. I offer an argument for why the Bucks shouldn't draft a quarterback at all at yeah. any point in the draft, and it's it's my perspective. You can look over the, some of the data in there, and you can you know fans, you can make up your minds about how you feel about that. But that's my thought process on it. Uh, offensive tackle is a, some people want us to look at offensive tackle in this mock. Mm-hmm. And there are still a few guys on the board. I haven't watched Brendan James yet, but Brandon Thorne messaged me this morning, and he yeah. said, dude, Nebraska tackle Brendan James. Got to watch him. Now he's undersized. Mm-hmm. That does not, to me, strike. The Bucks have not prioritized a lot of undersized guys right. on their offensive line. I don't know that it would be a fit uh, necessarily just based off that. I, teams really tend to stick to MOs and they're drafting at certain yeah. positions, and the Bucks have drafted – Pretty much all big dudes yep. <laughs> or yep. signed pretty much all big dudes on the line. Right. Um, Stinney's probably the smallest dude, and he obviously wasn't like a you know, priority yeah. pickup it, for them. Exactly. So, so you know, we're looking at this now, and 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 one of the guys that we've crushed on, John, is, is still there. Derek Barnes, can we check and see Barnes's availability? <laughs> he, he is probably. I'm sure he's still there, okay. but there's no way he's going to be there in the draft. Yeah. Let me take tackles out of here. But uh, there's no way he's going to be there in the draft. So now I feel like we're really – Trying yeah. to game the system if we well, select them here. Well, sorry, that's 
we're, we're, we're playing by the rules that, that were given to us, John. So that's right. This is not going up yeah. as an article. This is exactly. not going to. There yeah. he is, two ninety eight. He's not going to be drafted. He's I'm not sure. going to be there. He's going to be drafted before that. We right. we were yes. considering him in in the what the third round, John. Right? I I don't round. think he makes it out of the top one hundred. I I, I would I would not be surprised at all if yeah. he was drafted in the top fifty. I mean, a little bit of what I've heard there, a little bit of just watching him. I mean, and then seeing yeah. his testing, he tested great. Mm-hmm. First year really playing like I mean he played in high school so I mean he's played right. off ball linebacker before but I yeah. I don't know how you watch his tape and watch Zayvon Collins tape and come away with the like Barnes thinking is the better player. Collins yeah I don't know how Barnes, you in my opinion he's the better player and I, he's no. he's actually a better scheme fit for the Buccaneers because he he has the the speed that Collins doesn't really have and I I think that he is the eventual replacement if we take him he's the eventual replacement for Levante David. It would be interesting because here's it's so hard to say this guy could step in. For, Levante David covers and man covers more than any other linebacker. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And Barnes is – I mean, neither is Collins, but neither Barnes nor Collins are like ever in man coverage in college. Right. They aren't versatile like that. So yeah. I don't know if I ever see Barnes ceiling being what Levante David is just to give – I know that's not what you're saying. I'm just yeah. – to clarify for fans. Right. I don't know that I see him as you know. If you're saying, "Oh, this guy could step into Levante David's role right now," it would be he can step into Levante a, David's role, but not Levante David's shoes. Right. Like, you would have I to think, change some yes. things that Levante David does in order no to help Barnes survive. Yeah. But anyway, that's just a little. I, I I think we would be gaming the system if we took him here, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, again, we're you just want to come away with the by the rules. Game. Yeah, we're playing by the rules that are given to us, John. All right, all right. I, I mean, you want to take him? Well, either that or um, we we take like an uh, Isaiah McDuffie later, if that's more I, realistic. Okay, all right. I, I I would be down for that too. I, I would like to look at just the weapons in this class. By sure. the way, Wap Fillier, I had mm-hmm. name dude tested absolutely horrible though, and I am mm-hmm. crushed. Let me tell you, I really <laughs> wanted like to write up. I wanted to write a Bucks seventh round sleeper picks or right. you know. And just put WAP in there, just and just have a right. whole like section of an article just for. So his we're name. looking at wide receivers right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wide okay. receivers, and I'm I'm oh, gonna oh, be oh, this. Josh, yeah, right there. Imitorbi. Imitor Bebe. Imitor Bebe. Imitor Bebe. Sure, that's that's the guy. Yeah, he's that just guy. highly, highly athletic. Um, yeah, but he can make some crazy good catches too. Yeah, yeah, he does. He has that circus catchability. Now I'm thinking. I'm trying to remember. See if Pro Focus has anything written here, but. Uh, and this is probably being too slow to come up, but uh, they, I think he has, there was some character stuff with him maybe at some point and maybe that pushed him down the board. But again, this is definitely yeah. a guy who fits the bucks MO at the wide receiver position. It certainly does. Size look, and speed. When you look at his junior season, right? His junior season, 33 mm-hmm. catches, 634 yards, a 19.2 yard average, right? That screamed Bruce Arians mm-hmm. and caught nine touchdowns. And that was right. in 2019. So he comes back last year, a little bit more of a marked man, 22 catches, 297 yards in just seven games, a 13.5 yard average, three touchdowns. But, uh, you know, he, he's a player that, that has some size and speed. I mean, he is, he's that, that traits guy you're looking for on day three. Can help you out on special teams too. 6'2", 220. And can run what in the, the four fours, John? Yes, absolutely. He ran very yep. well, I believe, um, at their pro yep. day. Jumped unbelievable. I mean, he's one of the best vertical jumps of any prospect ever. Yep. So, yeah, yep. crazy limitless vertical. potential. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're thinking day three? I would not be. Uh, I would not be 
sad at all if we got Josh. Okay. Uh, you think that? I think that's the most realistic. Let's do it. Right? Let's right. do it. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep it. Yeah. We'll keep it more realistic. We'll keep it more realistic. Fans. Yes. <laughs> oh man, we got the board coming down here to the lat to the latter stages of what our round seven now. So the Bucks, yeah, yeah. Mister Irrelevant. So we've got two <laughs> picks here. Jones. Yeah, yeah, two picks. Patrick Jones still on the board. Wow. Oh, I would not be surprised if Patrick Jones falls. His athletic yeah. testing was bad, and his tape left a lot to be desired. Well, and, and the thing too is when you look at that at that Pittsburgh defensive line, right? It was it was really it's really more the um, the whole rather mm-hmm. than or than the sum of the parts, right? In, in, yep. in terms of that, because it was Jalen Twyman and Patrick Jones and Rashad and Weaver Rashad Weaver all helping each other and creating mm-hmm. action for each other but i think if you take each one of those players and put them on their own and look at them just in a vacuum i i'm not impressed with with any of them mm-hmm. but yeah, for a college defensive line that's that's a pretty good grouping let's see the tight end let's see if if uh I was just checking linebackers to see yeah, there's Isaiah McDuffie, Isaiah McDuffie and right. Grant Stewart we've we've done yeah. some Grant Stewart yeah. All right, um, and 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 we we've we've all said that we believe that that a day three linebacker is probably in the mix for special teams right now. John, inside linebacker, Bucks only have three on the roster. Right, they've got true. Devin White, Levante David, and Kevin Minter. So mm-hmm. they, they drafted Chappelle Russell last year. Didn't uh, he made the team? But they ended up cutting him, and so right now they haven't re-signed uh, Jack uh, Sitchie. And why would they? Mm-hmm. He's kind of Mister Last, mm-hmm. um, right? So the tight end, uh, uh, so not much left to tight end either. Not much left to tight end. No grades intriguing, but uh, again, I'm not sure that they would take him there. Yeah, I think uh, I think linebacker makes a lot of sense here. I looked at offensive line. There's not a whole lot left Mm -hmm. there. Uh, I don't know if we're. What about cornerback? Let's let's just see. Want to check again? Special teams. Yeah. Double dip at corner just shock people. Brian Mills is a a potential fit. Now he didn't test very well. I don't think. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Big guy, length, uh, smaller school. Right. Could be a, could be honestly, kind of looks a little bit like Ryan Smith. That like, could be like yeah. a special teams type of guy for sure with his size right. and had a good senior bowl. Um, yep. Decent senior well, bowl, I should say. So I, I say, uh, and then what about quarterback? What do they have? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's cap this thing off with a little sizzle and just, right. oh, Sam Ellinger, Ellinger Ian Book. Uh, <laughs> not, not great fit. Ian Book is too small. Ellinger, not, not, weak didn't have arm. The arm strength. Yeah. yeah. To, to push the ball down the field there. Running back, let's, let's see again. Maybe there's a kick return guy. Yeah, it's true. I saw okay. Elijah Mitchell on there, but I don't think he's the guy. Yeah. Jamar oh. Jefferson just tested very poorly, yeah. I think. Rakeem, I know some people asked about him in a, yeah. Rakeem Boyd's show. got a little bit of splash to him um i haven't watched him at all keen yeah. boyd decent test decent uh grading for yeah pff mm-hmm. i don't know you think linebacker well yeah let's definitely take uh mcduffie mcduffie and then we've got another decision to make here in a couple picks because we got yep. mr irrelevant in this draft who is it we gonna do. be <clears throat> jason light if you take a kicker there goes elijah mitchell <laughs> yeah the tight end and bushman right Patrick uh, but, Jones did finally come off the board. He is right. drafted. Yep. And I don't think he's going to be lasting until the seventh round. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. that's probably too far. So we're 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 gonna we're gonna stay with some um, some you know rational thinking here. Um, if we're not going to take Derek Barnes, we're not going to take Patrick Jones. That we're going to keep it as realistic as possible. Let's look at um, a defensive line. Okay. Well, we, right. Yeah. Defensive line here. All right. 
Again, I'm thinking uh, Kobe Whiteside's the only guy left on okay. PFF. So right. how about yeah, offensive line? Let's, let's take a look at offensive All line. All right. All right. Let's do and, it. Offensive tackle and interior offensive line, yeah. too. Okay. Carson Green, Tommy Doyle mm-hmm. from Miami to Ohio, Tommy Kramer from Notre Dame, Josh Ball, Jimmy Morrissey, tough guy, and another snapper. Yeah. Yeah, I, that might be it, Scott. I'm surprised that uh, Harry uh, Kreider's not there from Indiana. Yeah, he's you know? not here. I wonder if he's even in there. Royce Newman. Let's see. I mean, yeah, Jimmy Morrissey, tough guy. Did good people rave about Jimmy Morrissey at Pitt? They yeah. rave. About, I'm not a Pitt fan, by the way. If people were wondering, but right. people rave about Jimmy Morrissey, tough guy. This point in the draft, you might be willing to go for an undersized guy. I mean, yeah, I know I said what I said earlier, but right. Later in the draft, you overlook those kind of things maybe at some point. They need another snapper. I mean, maybe that's minors, obviously. He's yeah, well, and, and, and the thing, too, is that they still have, have John Mulch on in, in, the, uh, uh, mm-hmm. in the mix uh, mm-hmm. there. Um, they, they think he's, he can snap? Possibly. How about yeah. safety? Let's take a look at safety. Again, I'm thinking special teams. I just pulled it up. I think I'd be lying if I said I was real familiar with any of these dudes left. Marcus Murphy, I haven't seen. Brady Breeze, tough dude for Oregon, hitter. Yeah. Just small and I don't know. I don't know that he's athletic. Is there enough. a way we can trade this pick for a sixth round pick and twenty twenty two John? We have zero trade offers, but we can <laughs> propose a trade offer. We haven't yeah. done that yet. Let's do who it. Who do we want to all right? We're gonna propose a trade offer to who are we gonna propose it to? The Rams? Now, now here's the thing. We're we're gonna piss off so many people by letting them know we could have done all these trades. That's right. That's right. The whole time, by the way, we've been yeah. holding on to this trump card with the trades. Exactly. Yeah. It's just um, to fit this in an hour podcast and trying to do trades and stuff would have been just too much. Oh, yeah. So but let's let's see if we can just trade that. Let's trade with the Saints. Let's take rounder. the Saints. Let's take the Saints. Let's trade. What are we trading here? 259. Let's trade 259 yeah. for the Saints 2022 first rounder. <laughs> Force this trade. Force trade. Trade accepted. Uh. Done. Jason Light draft ever. Fleeces Mickey Loomis. PFF does not like our draft draft at all. C plus. Basically, if you don't draft a quarterback, PFF says, "Oh, we don't like your." Yeah, and you know what? In in my opinion, that's about how I feel about PFF. I give them a C. I I, (laughs) I think I think they've got some worthwhile grades, and I think other times uh, a C, C, four C pluses in a row. Then Bobby Brown. And Josh, okay, all right. So we got some good grades on our late yeah. picks, B pluses. This yeah. was a great draft and ca- capped off obviously by getting that 2022 first rounder sure. from uh, from yeah. the from the Saints uh, for right. your for your for Mister Irrelevant. I mean, it is Mister Irrelevant. You got to value that, I think, appropriately. I'll update this list for anybody tuning in. Uh, this this grouping that we had for, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I think it's a good class. I mean, I think we I think we yeah. did a good job. We came we, we filled you know, quote unquote needs, future needs right. at positions. And, and that matters. And let's not forget. I mean, the, the 2017 draft was kind of poo-pooed by a lot of media types, right? Uh, Vita Vea, Carlton Davis, Ronald Jones, you know, well, I mean, the, you know, Jordan Whitehead, that draft was, was, was a, a key foundational draft for, the Super Bowl run, you know, and I mean, uh, you you got you get your your starting shutdown cornerback. You have your leading rusher in that draft. You've got um, Vita Vea, who uh, was was a, an absolute force when on the field, and um, and then Jordan Whitehead, who you know was was a a big time starter at, at strong safety. Not a guy that you know has got Pro Bowl potential, in my opinion, but right. a solid guy that made 
an absolutely clutch play in that NFC Championship game. Cost him his shoulder, oh, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, a big time hit uh, on um, uh, on on the, the the Packers running back uh, Aaron Jones forced a fumble that was recovered by Devin White. So, and yeah. I remember too, Devin White. You know, uh, we, we were the first ones to kind of sing his praises. And even after the Bucks drafted Devin White fifth mm-hmm. overall, there were still a lot of uh, media draft pundits out there, John, that were kind of, you know, nixing the Bucks drafting of, you know, gosh, they passed on Josh Allen, the edge rusher from Kentucky for an off the ball linebacker. You don't draft an off the ball linebacker. Come on, John, not the fifth overall pick. Well, Devin White's a pretty special player. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And uh, it comes down to drafting, you know, the best players. <laughs> and that's what I think. Yeah. And I also had Josh Allen a little bit higher on my board than Devin White, but I didn't disagree with the pick at all from the Bucks perspective. I mean, yeah. I, again, I was hopeful about Shaq Barrett. Um, and I, and Jason Pierre Paul was already there, and so you know it was it was to me that pick made sense. Um, you know that was a I was a totally fine pick in my opinion. Yeah. Um, uh, even though I think yeah, off ball linebacker typically, but when you get a guy that could do everything on three downs, hypothetically, you know you take that yeah. guy and try to develop him, and it's obviously worked out. And we didn't hear a peep about Josh Allen last year, the the Jaguars outside linebacker. Yeah. Um, so I have to look and see how he did. I have not watched him at all. Yeah. Uh, just to recap this draft, then, okay, as you can see there at the bottom of the, the screen who we kind of took. Round one, we were we had a conundrum. Uh, we were looking at a running back. Uh, Travis Etienne was still on the board or the best player available at another position. This one's definitely on me if you don't like Greg Newsom for whatever reason. But I, I've watched a lot of Greg Newsom recently, and I yeah. really am a fan of his tape, ability to play press man, but also off coverage. The Bucks have met with them. I love flooding the cornerback position. I mm-hmm. love being deep at the cornerback position. I don't think – Although I like Sean Murphy Bunting, I liked him pre-draft. I, you know, and I think Jamel Dean is yeah. superseded what I thought he would be already in the NFL. There, neither guy has found consistency yet. I don't know that if they struggled this season, you would say we're definitely starting him next season. We also there's also no CB four right now in in right. uh, in um, Tampa Bay. Yeah, they, so they talked about Herb Miller, but the thing is, you throw a, a guy with the talent of Greg Newsom in the mix, the cream's going to rise to the top. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And either I think he can push, play inside too. Yeah, it's either going to push SMB and Dean, you know, towards greatness, mm-hmm. or it's going to push one of those guys to the bench, and right. that's okay because because if you have a, a guy with the with the caliber of one of those two as your third or fourth corner, that's not a bad thing, you know. I right. mean. If, if Greg Newsom is that good. So, you know, we'll see right. how it plays out. Yeah. And I know some people are cheering quarterback, quarterback, but uh, check out my article tomorrow, Bucks Briefing. I think you're going to find that yeah. going quarterbacks in rounds five through seven, actually after like the 40th pick in the draft, has been a pretty fruitless exercise for yeah. teams down the road. So that's why we kind of avoid You know my it. opinion on this, John, free agent quarterback. I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers or right. if it's B.A. calling Andrew Luck out of retirement. I mean, I've yeah. had enough of the rookie quarterbacks in Tampa. If, if you're not getting a top-tier guy as a rookie yeah. quarterback, it's, it's a waste. It's a waste. Uh, yeah. Quinn Miners in the round two, I just love it. I think it's a Bucks fit yeah. all over the place. And I think there's a chance he's still there in that range. It's crazy how we've gone with Quinn Miners for the first time we're doing. We're like, yeah, I mean, you sure you can get him right after the Day senior. Three, you can probably yeah. get him round four. You know, I think like he yeah. stocks moving up, but I mean, you're still talking about a D3 lab. And now we're talking about high after right. that athletic testing. And so I love Quinn Miners. I think it's a perfect fit. Bucks fans know about him, I think, at this point to mm-hmm. a degree. Um, but I love the fit of him in round two. I think it would be yeah. that'd be a home run start to the draft. And then to come back and get Michael Carter, who can protect, catch, and run the ball in round three. Right. Uh, and I think there's a chance Carter's actually there. Again, a yeah. small running back who mm-hmm. didn't run well. That might not matter to us, but I think it'll matter to teams when they see the combination of those two things. I think he ran fine. I shouldn't say he didn't run yeah. well. He ran fine, but 
probably a four six, a high, you know, a, a, a good four six number mm-hmm. at the had a really good senior bowl. Showed he yeah. can pass protect and all that. So I, yeah. I think right now that that's day one and day two. And I think I think the stock for the Buccaneers right now is is going up with the addition of those guys. How how high could it go? They're already Super Bowl champions. I think these three guys mm-hmm. help the Buccaneers. And before we get to our day three uh, guys, John, uh, I would I would certainly be uh, you know, uh, remiss if, if I didn't talk about our good friends at Symbol. And the reason why I say Symbol is because when you take the stock market for sports and and you allow, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you to, to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your team wins, well, that's Symbol. Symbol is blended sports in the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the over 2,500 early adopters, including myself, who have started to invest in their favorite teams. The stock market for sports is just a tap away. Create a free account in seconds. Start profiting from your sports knowledge. You see, the price of the Sim Bucks franchise is actually falling just a bit to $43. It was at 44 last week. $43, and you can go to symbol.app backslash Report. Get a ten dollar bonus when you sign up at Symbol. So we appreciate Symbol for uh, yeah. for uh, their their sponsorship of not just the Peter Report podcast, but also the Bucks Monday Mailbag on PeterReport.com. So here yeah. we are again. We we start off. Oh, well, we got we. I do want to address Nathan's comment. Okay. If it's not a top tier guy, wasn't Winston a top tier guy? LOL. This is actually. Just because I say if it's not a top tier guy, you don't want to take him as a quarterback, doesn't mean. If it's a top tier guy, take him as a quarterback. It does right. one doesn't mean the other. It just means if it's not a top tier guy, your chances of finding a franchise quarterback are very low. It doesn't mean if you take yeah. a top tier guy, your chances are great. They're obviously better. Right. Statistics will, will show you that in a second. But it doesn't mean that it's a good idea still. Yeah. But you know, not all five of the guys in this class that are going to go top 10, top 15 are going to hit in the NFL. Right. That's just probably it's very unlikely to happen. Yeah. So it doesn't mean it's going to happen for every top-tier guy. It just means if it isn't a top-tier Tom guy. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, they're the outliers. That's right. They're, they're, they're the, the the rare gems. Not yep. the, they're the, they are not the three the franchise guys taken yeah. after pick 40 over right. the last 20 years. That's a long time exactly. to, to, to bet on a 5% chance yep. <laughs> taking quarterbacks after top pick 40. So yep. that's my perspective on it. Okay, so we come back in round four, and your guy, Ellerson Smith, what do you like about him, Scott? I like the length. I like the fact that he is a hustler. That this this is a guy who's a high motor player, and mm-hmm. uh, he's 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 got um, a lot of the traits and intangibles that you look for uh, along the 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 outside of of your your defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he can be a stand up outside linebacker. I think he can put his hand down and rush from a three point stance. And and listen, he didn't have uh, a, a year last year because of of COVID. FCS uh, by and large was canceled, um, but you look at that at that tape, fourteen sacks, and uh, I like the the fact that the ball comes out. He had a great game against Iowa State against FCS competition. Iowa State was a bowl team, and he actually had the game winning sack. Uh, it's a huge upset when Iowa State beat Iowa two years ago. So um, I, I like him. I think he's a developmental guy. You put in the hopper, and then. And then we we stay along that that defensive line, John, with Bobby Brown from Texas A and M, a guy that Warren Sapp likes. Actually, Sapp likes both of these guys. He sees the traits and potentials there as day three guys, which is mm-hmm. where we're taking them. Yep. But you put another big body defensive tackle in the hopper, rare size six four three twenty five, 
and and he can move around. He's a little bit of a dancing bear, and mm-hmm. five and a half sacks, uh, really just one year of of quality production. So you're taking a chance on him coming out as a junior. But I, I like the size, the ability, and you stick him behind Indomitian Sue for a year, and and uh, and Vita Vea, and he gives you position versatility. He can play the nose as a backup. He can play the three tech, and and I, I think that he's he's a, a a Todd Bowles defensive tackle. Yeah, he is size wise, athleticism wise, upside. You know, those are the kind of, I think the Bucks will look for upside in this draft pretty heavily. Uh, they'll be trying to find guys that can contribute down the road for this team. He definitely has that. So if he's available in round five, I'd be shocked if they pass on him. Honestly, yeah. I could see him being the round four pick too. It's really hard to yeah. know how day three is going to play out for everybody, you know, right. in a draft like this, especially. But he's definitely, I, I definitely see him as one of the few defensive tackles in this class that I would say, okay, Bucks fit. Like I can see that making sense for the Bucs, and he's one right. of those guys. Another thing that makes sense, this for Bucks fans, Scott, is a little thing we like to call Playbook Products. That's this unbelievable company, and that is a proud sponsor of the Peter Report podcast, that makes mugs and coasters with epic plays for your team's history on them. You can see this one I just got is the Scotty Miller touchdown before halftime against Green Bay. They got the score on there. They got the down and the distance, the time on the clock. They've got everything on the final score of the game, where the game was. Unbelievable mug. And then I just got these. We got some coasters that are made here. I'll show Let's people. Check those out. Yeah, check out these felt bottoms here. They're just nice. they're just That's so quality. well made. Yeah, their quality is, is great. And then you can see the play design. You might not be able to see on my screen as well. Yep. On the coaster, I think this is this is the second Rob Gronkowski touchdown. Just awesome stuff to have. To have, uh, you go over to playbookproducts.com and check out uh, their website. If you're a Bucks fan, if you're a fan of some another team, or you know somebody who's a fan of another team, they've got all kinds of teams in there. Uh, just check out their site. Look for great product, great gifts to give people. Um, it really is. An, it's an awesome store, and I'm, I've been just. I'm not surprised because I've loved dealing with them, but yeah, it's just great quality. It's well done. I just really enjoy the products. I think that they're great, and they they go perfect in the man cave or or whatever that you have uh, for for your buck stuff or whatever your favorite other favorite teams are. Uh, Playbookproducts.com definitely something you need to check out. Yep. Well, we're checking out wide receiver because the mm-hmm. Bucks just love the draft wide receivers on day three. John, it goes all the way back to Jason Light's first draft. It wasn't just drafting Mike Evans in mm-hmm. the first round, John, in 2014. No, it was also Robert Heron in round seven from Wyoming. So. Jason Light right. has had a history of drafting day three wide receivers. Remember Justin Watson a couple of years ago in uh, in the fifth round, Scotty Miller in the sixth round. So it makes sense uh, for Illinois' Josh and Matter Bebe. This is a guy 6'2", 220 pounds, can jump out of the gym. What does he have, a 42-and-a-half-inch vertical? I think like it was that? higher than that. Let me, yeah, 44-inch. I think it, it was – He. I know he jumped like 46 inches at his training. And it, okay. Like Their training. Maybe I don't it's know a 45-inch vertical. It's insane. And, and this is a guy, again, at 6'2", he's got plenty of size already. Uh, but but uh, I, I think that this is a player, when you look at, at the – the ability to get deep with his speed, 19.2 yard average, 33 catches, 634 yards. Um, Illinois was, was not really a, a juggernaut by any means offensively, nine touchdowns. So you got some production there. You got some some valuable uh, traits to to work with, especially when you're looking for a guy on day three. John, has got to play in special teams, right? So this is a guy you're trying to get somebody running downfield, covering kicks and punts. He's mm-hmm. got the size to do it. He's got the speed to get down there. 
and you put him in the hopper, he's a developmental uh, player. Right. Kind of reminds me a little bit of a, of a poor man's Brashard Perriman. I at, mean, at this, exactly right. Career. And honestly, if you're taking him in round one, I'm freaking out. If you're taking a guy right. in round six, you want him to have those kind of traits. They yeah. hardly any of these guys make it anyway. At least sure. you know, bet on guys with upside, you know. And if if you think he's coachable character wise and all those kinds of things, then bet on those types of players, size, speed, yeah. freaks, you know. And he had, by the way, a 46 inch vertical at his pro day, I believe. And then 46. a 40, he That's was, crazy. he was, there was video of him as going as high as 47 and a half during his training. So yeah, he is uh, an unbelievable leaper at the very least. Then yeah. Isaiah McDuffie in round seven, a linebacker for the future for this team. You like Isaiah McDuffie. You've talked about him yeah. a little bit as a potential late pick for the Bucks. Yeah, you're looking at it's speed here, and he's a little bit undersized, six one, about two hundred and twenty six pounds. Um, but he's he's got speed, and he can also rush the passer as a blitzer. And that's one thing that if you're an inside linebacker and you're playing for Todd Bowles, you need to be able to blitz. And mm-hmm. we saw what Devin White did this past year with nine sacks. We know. Levante David, when not asked to cover, because that's, you know, in this defense, it's almost like Derek Brooks was, John, in that Tampa 2 under Monty Kiffin. He's just almost too valuable in coverage to blitz him, right? That's why Derek Brooks didn't have a lot of sack totals. He actually had more interceptions in his career than sacks, which is kind of crazy for a linebacker, but that's kind of how Levante David is being used Mm -hmm. in Todd Bowles' scheme. But this guy, eight and a half sacks over his career. He did have an interception. He had three pass breakups, a fumble recovery. 15 and a half career tackles for loss, but he is a speed guy, a four or five linebacker. And um, he'll, he'll help you on special teams as he develops as, you know, maybe a guy that you think of as an eventual replacement for Levante David, probably right. not as a seventh rounder, but you never know, but mm-hmm. he's going to help you immediately in special teams, which is where, where they need help. And they need a fourth inside linebacker. They only have three right now, John. Right. Yep. And we traded the uh, round seven pick, uh, the last one of the draft for the Saints 2022 first rounder. I uh, just got hate to fleece the Saints like that going out, yeah. man. But something's just got to happen. I mean, it's just, sorry. That's just, right. just hate the Saints. That's know. right. Jack Barrett says, uh, Hainsey from Notre Dame is a replacement for Kappa. He was there. I believe he's talking about uh, early day three. I think he was there and he was a good consideration. I think he was on the board when Bobby Brown was there. Just yeah. feel like if you're the Bucks, you got to come away with a little bit of D tackle help in this draft. Right. I know I, I'm all about waiting on it. I've already written that. Like, don't take one early. Wait right. on the D tackle class, but think you can find somebody who can play on day three, even a little bit. They just don't have a lot of depth right now. D tackle, no, but uh, I don't want to pass on on other guys for need. But uh, Hainsey is somebody that I'd consider, and I'll be yeah. writing about and walking uh, watching him in, in the coming weeks as well. Uh, would somebody ask would Barnes replace Levante David eventually or back him up? Um, and so we could kind of did talk about that, but it would just be a matter of getting depth on the field. I think right now for yeah. the Bucks, they they need that at linebacker a little bit. Obviously, Mender's going to be your first guy off the bench. So if they took a guy a linebacker, it would be a very much a future type of pick. Right. But two more years for David. Uh, but over the next two years, David and in in White probably are not coming off the field yeah. at all, really, unless they're hurt, and which is a possibility. Yeah. So um, it's that's why it's hard. You know, there are very few linebackers who play every single snap. Right, and, you know, two of them on the same team, yeah. and all right, Liam, so it's we're going to your, we're gonna get to your your Kellen Mond fetish here. No, the answer is no. They're not <laughs> drafting me at thirty two, nor should they. Absolutely not. So, no, no, can't no. do it. I like Kellen Mond, I really do. But again, I I know the odds. Third round is probably the highest. Yes, right? I agree. I and, don't think yeah. Third round, late, maybe. I don't. Think I, I don't think happen. he's an ideal fit in Tampa. I think I think out of the quarterbacks. 
he passed round one. I think he's he's you know a, a guy that that would be maybe a fit, but he's not. Yeah, he might be the fit. best. There's gone the top five gone. He might be the guy that's that's best out of those that are still remaining. But I don't know that yeah. I would call it a great chance of hitting for sure. So no, and and I'll tell you what, if you read the the last SRS Fab Five, mm-hmm. um, you've already seen the video, the highlight video of Phil Jerkovic. Uh, from Boston College, who That's your I guy believe next year. should be the, the Bucks' next quarterback, Tom Brady's heir apparent, uh, replacing Brady down the road, Phil Jerkovic. He, he's phenomenal. I call him the jerk, but but uh, <laughs> another story for another time. Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, he's he's a, a big bodied uh, pocket passer, strong armed uh, player. Uh, watch the highlight film. Check out mm-hmm. the SRS Fab Five. Yep. And, uh, and 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 take a look at him six five. He started off at Notre Dame, ended up at at um, Boston College. He's a Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania guy. John six yep. five two twenty six, seventeen touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, he's he's the guy. I'd rather see them wait to make a play for than mm-hmm. than get um, than get him this year. Yeah, where's Derek Barnes getting drafted? Last question we'll take. I think he's getting drafted in the second round. That would be my guess. Don't think he gets out of the top 100, but we'll see. Not a lot of buzz about him right now yeah. in the media circles, but right. I think the NFL may be a little bit higher. So we'll see. We'll see John, how it goes. Listen, we're we're in April. That means the draft talk is is in full swing. If you've just joined us on uh, on the Peter Report podcast for this Monday, we appreciate it. Make sure that you go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. We're almost at four thousand. So if you haven't done it yet. Help us get to 4,000 and plus. By the draft. We'd love to get yes. to 4K by the draft. No doubt about it. So it's YouTube.com and then type in Pewter Report TV and then click the subscribe button. Also click notifications. That way you'll get a notification every time we come on. And no Monday show would be complete, John, without our good friends. Dun, 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 dun. Manscaped. Okay. So please allow me a minute or two to tell you about the fantastic products that our good friends uh, over at Manscaped have. First of all, we're going to pop this banner up right here because this is this is the this is what they call um, the, the the money right here. This is where you get twenty percent off if if you're using Manscaped. So the thing I want to tell you, John, is it's April. Flowers are blooming. Mm-hmm. The grass is growing. It's time to chop the weeds. Thanks mm-hmm. to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim your holes safely and efficiently. I am talking about ball trimmers, Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming have an exclusive offer for our our pewterreport.com audience. Use the promo code pewter, get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped like the Peter Report staff. They are here to make sure that you are trimming and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Spring has sprung, and Manscaped has the best tools to get you ready. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing products. They are here to help with your above-the-waist holes, too. Have you heard of the Weed Whacker, the nose hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, tugs in those delicate holes? No more gross nose hairs flying in the wind. The, The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses... A 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, to delivering maximum confidence while improving hygiene. Speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to help 
keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. This is the Crop Preserver right here. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside. This is crucial so your ball stops sticking to your leg. And th that's the legit worst. So make sure you get some of this. You also find the Crop Reviver. This is spray-on toner for your balls, which will keep you smelling fresh down there, just like spring flowers. Speaking of smelling fresh, complete your grooming game this spring with the new refined cologne. It's a signature scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. The cologne is light, it's approachable, it's gentlemanly in all the right ways, and you'll be the talk of the next, you'll be the talk of the next uh, quarantine hang. Smell good, feel good this spring. Get 20% off plus free shipping by using the promo code pewter at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor, always use the right tools for the job. 20% off plus free shipping and the promo code pewtermanscaped.com. And uh, we do have some more of these shirts, John. Th these have been a big hit. We're talking about the pewterreport.com mm -hmm. t-shirts. We have them in yep. white and gray and black. Uh, if you want one of these, all you have to do is, is join the Manscaped uh, promotion, take advantage of it, make a purchase, email me your proof of purchase. No, there's not going to be any uh, transactional information on there. Your credit card number is safe. That's yours. All I need is just your address. So make sure you send that over to me at srpewterreport.com. And then tell me what size and what color you want. We'll send you a free pewterreport.com t-shirt. Sounds good. Tomorrow on the podcast, Scott Cameron Brait will be making his appearance 4 p.m. Eastern That's on the Super podcast. Super Bowl champion, That's right. Cameron Brait. Super Bowl champion, Cameron Brait. And then on Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, Dane Brugler from The Athletic. The day that his draft guide, The Beast, drops on The Athletic, he will be coming on this show that night to talk about his draft guide and also to tell us all you want to know about the Kellen Mons, the Jamie Newmans, the Kyle Trask, the Davis Mills. He'll be answering all those questions for us, and we'll be referring to his guide as well as he talks to us about quarterbacks in the class and where he thinks the Bucs could go at pick number 32. We'll right. ask him as well. So lots of good stuff coming up. And then Thursday, Scott and I are going to be talking about my defensive tackle rankings, which are going to drop sometime on Thursday. And we'll be talking about those, breaking those down. Scott will be commenting and criticizing on my <laughs> rankings and what he would do a little bit differently on the D tackle rankings. So it's all coming this week right here on another edition of the Peter Report Podcast. Out. Out.